0: Join me, Christine Weinbrenner-Eyrick, for soulful conversations with my community of travelers exploring the heart, the mind, and the globe. We might all agree that we are missing travel right now. These conversations highlight what tourism really means for the world. Soul of Travel honors the passion and dedication of the people making a positive impact in tourism. In each episode, you'll hear the story of industry professionals and seasoned travelers who know travel is more than a vacation. It is an opportunity for personal awareness, and it is a vehicle for change. We are thought leaders, action takers, and heart-centered change makers. This is the soul of travel. My life was changed by a trip to Uganda. It was where my women's travel company, Lotus Sojourns, began to take shape. My heart is so full again after this conversation. It is a perfect example of the interconnectedness of humans on this planet and how we might be from different parts of the world, but are still so similar. I feel so grateful to have connected with Rosette Dekul and Hannah Baumorende, co-founders of Adventures with Locals in Kampala, Uganda. These two incredible women are empowering other women and working hard to impact climate change and support sustainable tourism initiatives. In our conversation, you'll hear how they found their way to tourism and the ways they are standing up for the world they want to live in. Join me now for my conversation with Rosette and Hannah. Good morning, I'm so excited for this conversation today on Soul of Travel, um, Voices of Women. Uh, This season, we're focusing on connecting with women all around the world, working in the space of travel, um, just to create a space for authentic um, connection and community to support one another in um, this field of travel and how we share the world with each other. Uh, I met Hannah and Rosette on LinkedIn, (laughs) the magic of the internet. Um, I started following their company and just reached out to them because I have a real love of Uganda and honestly just wanted to connect with someone who was there. And then as I learned more about them, realized that we are really aligned in what we're committed to within the industry. And uh, we had a little bit of a conversation last week, I think it was, or two weeks ago. Um, And it was amazing. So I am so delighted to have them here today to speak with both of us. Um, Hopefully our connections will stay strong. Um, I would like to just turn it over to both of you ladies to share a little bit about yourselves and um, adventures with locals. And then from there, we'll dive in a little bit more. Um, Rosette, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you so much Christine for this opportunity and uh, of course thanks to the internet for the opportunity for us to connect and uh, we're so glad, personally I'm glad to be here and uh, I hope so is Hannah. Uh, my name is Rosette Dekul, I am the founder Adventures with Locals Uganda but just before Adventures with Locals Uganda was free walking tours. So our story began with uh, free walking tours, which is um, a sustainable way for local female guides in Uganda to offer free walking tours that are sustainable in a way. And uh, we help with the proceedings, we help uh, secure training for these local female guides. It is a healthy way to do free walking tours. And at the same time, it helps the communities, especially the women and uh, girls, when they don't have anything to do, we looked at it together with my co founder and we thought, like, no, instead of having so many men dominating the industry, why not have at least something to do for the women? So, free walking tours came, came and uh, we've been doing very well with free walking tours that eventually gave birth to Adventures with Locals. And with Adventures with Locals, it's uh, a female owned responsible tourism company that's um, has a team of storytellers and passionate local female guides that create and promote local travel experiences by selling our unique culture and authentic travel uh, and local experiences for a social impact. So I will turn over to Hannah so she can say something.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, Rosette has pretty much said most of, uh, of it and. Um, To introduce myself. I'm a climate change activist and one of the things that we really emphasize with Adventures with Locals as well as free walking tours is the importance of the environment for tourism especially in Africa right now. The conversation is Africa is the right place to be and we are seeing a a high inflow of tourists and uh, it will grow with time even though the COVID-19 crisis has sabotaged us. But still, one of the things we really emphasize is sustainability. How are we living in these communities? So it was important for us to incorporate different aspects. For example, for every single trip that anyone books with us, we do plant a tree and we For every single free walking tour we do, for example, for our free walking tours within the city, every single walk ensures that a new female guide is trained. So the locals are also able to benefit something. So back to climate change, we have adopted the refill your bottle strategy, which we are promoting at a high level to make sure that we live responsibly and we make sure that we are doing our part on making sure that Africa is on the right lane to Combating climate change as well. So, I want to thank you once again, obviously, for this opportunity to do talk about our our, our project and also talk about the important important other aspects of sustainable tourism as well as the things that we can bring to the community that can really leave tourism and Africa a better place. Thank you so much. Um, Just
0: as you both went through, you mentioned pretty much. All of my favorite things related with tourism. So, storytelling, which I think is such a magical way of sharing our countries and our cultures and really connecting authentically, because when we're telling the story of ourselves and our destination, it's really something that resonates with one another. And it, I think, breaks down any of those barriers or intimidation that we might find when we're in a new area. And so I love that. And then, of course, uh, working with female guides when I travel, if I have the opportunity, that's always my choice. And so I definitely loved that when I was um, learning about your story and then sustainable tourism as well is something I'm really passionate about. So, again, just kind of reinstating that there's so many shared values. And so that's just I love that so much. I happen. I just felt it. I put on my necklace this morning that I got when I was in Uganda. So this is Um, paper beads. This is really where it all started for me. And so I thought it was really um, exciting to just tie that together because when I, I was in Uganda and I was there for the World Peace Through Tourism conference, and it was such a powerful experience and then stayed and toured a little bit around the country. And I fell in love so much with the people and the culture and just every moment and meeting with the women that made these necklaces really inspired me to think about how tourism gives back and how we can connect women it was such a simple moment of purchasing i don't know handfuls of necklaces and i gave them to everyone because i wanted to have as great of an impact for those artisans that i met because i just loved their story again going back to connecting authentically And then it just began to influence how I wanted to show up as, um, a person, as a tour operator, as a member of a global community. And so it really did start for me in Uganda. And I know maybe that sounds silly because I'm having this conversation with you, but it's a hundred percent true. So it's such an honor for me to, to, to bring all those things together and to kind of be strengthening, um, my community so that I can offer that for even more people when they travel. Um, I am just curious for both of you, how, what led you to get into tourism? I mean, there's obviously a lot of avenues for creating opportunity for women, for um, impacting climate change and talking about being more environmentally friendly, but what led you to tourism and using that as your tool to achieve those goals? Um, Hannah,
2: do you want to start this time? Um, Definitely, without a doubt. um, My story with tourism began in uh, 2016. Um, The real true tourism, where I really fell in love with tourism because I was feeling very much unfulfilled. I was working but I was feeling very, very much unfulfilled and then we had a trip where we went and when we did the trip, um, we were exploring uh, Queen Elizabeth, which is named after the Queen of England, which you did explore uh, uh, yourself. the whole experience, um, seeing the beauty of Uganda really transformed me, it changed me in a way that I cannot even describe up to today. So from that experience, I felt I really fell in love with tourism and uh, prior to that I was doing banking and banking was very um, like you know it can be like very routine you have to do this you have to do that like it's very routine but in tourism from that day i felt like there was a link missing and definitely when i i did that trip it that's where my journey began from connecting with other people that really passionately felt the same way about tourism and we, we were actually that trip was more of a birding trip and for those who don't know uganda has very many unique birds, but That birding trip, which I I didn't know a lot about birds. I had never even heard about birding in Uganda, but having that trip, it really brought the light back to something that we take for granted every day, like something so magical in the sky that we take for granted. It really opened up. That's where the whole journey began of just seeing how the whole system, like how gifted we were as a people. And of course, as we dwelled in, when I met Rosette, she really also, helped me, the connection that we got over tourism, especially the part, the towards the the aspect, the fact that we wanted to help women, it's really um, made it much more obvious that we, we were on the right road. But my journey begins in 2016, definitely at Queen Elizabeth. I, I love that so much because it's so similar. And
0: for me, I mean, seeing um, Queen Elizabeth Park was, it was um amazing and i also had the thought of um how many people from uganda actually get to experience this and um i also traveling um i when i started in the tourism industry i grew up in montana in the united states and then worked for a tour operator who led tours all over the world and the very first trip i worked for them was in montana and i was really frustrated because i thought oh, i could see all of these places But then I saw it through other people's eyes, which was really valuable. And I saw it in a new way for myself, which kind of really shifted um, how I maybe was not appreciating what was around me and not being inspired by something that we see every day and we're not aware of and we let just slip by us. So I love the similarities and, uh, you know, tourism for me always goes beyond travel. It's just all of these new awarenesses and understandings that we get to share with one another. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Rosette, would you share with us how you got
1: started in tourism? Uh, Yeah, pretty much like uh, I think most of us in tourism, but maybe a little bit different. My story dates back from uh, when I was in school. I started working when I was still going to school. And uh, so I did, uh, I started with uh, IATA International Air Ticketing uh, Association. So it had to do with uh, making flight reservations, with uh, calculating fares here and there, and then people come back. The exciting part is that you issue a ticket, you get a commission, someone flies. But when things turn round and they don't travel, some of the people don't really interpret the ticket. You have to explain over and over again, especially here in Uganda, so people keep coming back. They want you have to be on in office, like those days we didn't have I didn't have the luxury of a laptop. So you have to make sure that everything is in line, goes very well. Have to keep calling them, advising them, you have to travel, you have to check in three hours before flight departure. And when they miss, it becomes a mess. And then you have to go through the process of uh, refund, which is a bit hectic, and most clients are not happy about it. And when it also comes to no show. So as I was going to school and working at the same time, we had field, uh, field trips that would go to different national parks. So and they kind of started with Queen Elizabeth. I started with our cousins in Windi, the Gorillas. And as we were doing the uh, experiences in so in Windi i saw how these people are creating the communities how they are trying to like bring out a cultural dance they're trying to to make crafts out of gorillas and trying to sell them but of course they don't have the access to the bigger market. so the other people try to take advantage of them and bring things to kampala in craft shops and then sell at a normal profit so i felt touched i thought i could do better and at least try to do something. If I had someone who had the like mind, we could do something and uh, bring the opportunity to this community so that they can be able to earn enough for their hard work. So in the same process, I also met Hannah in uh, tourism networking events. And then as we started talking, I realized we are somehow in sync. We we have the same uh, ideas. We all love to do the same things. Then I try to tell, but you know what, Hannah? Most of my trips that I do, especially when it is women that um, request that they be guided by a female, they like it so much. They say they prefer being guided by a female guide than uh, a male guide. Whenever I would tell my story, people are like, we can do this, we can all together, like as women or even other people, the other counterparts, we can also make a difference. We can plant trees, we can uh, donate to communities to make a difference. We can help these people to learn better, to have a better learning environment. So as I spoke to Hannah, She more or less also was in the same boat with me. So we, from there, we started sailing together. And uh, so we started free-walking tours and all together we we did uh, adventures with locals. But so my story is the same or similar.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, I was really curious about kind of what ignited you to create the opportunity for female guides, because um, it's not something that's very common, and I always am am curious when I travel, um, I think some of it stems obviously culturally um, and you know, he, same within the United States, you know, maybe women are more caretaking and responsible for their homes and don't think about that possibility of being out and exploring and guiding other people. And I really do. I feel like as a woman, when I travel, if I get to connect with a woman and have them show me their country and their space and um, what fills their day, uh, I learn so much in a different way. And I've had many really great male guides. So it's not saying that that's not possible, but it's just such a different type of experience. And so I would love for you to just share a little bit more about why you think that's important and what that does offer um, to the communities, to the women that you work with, and explain a little bit more how that ripples out, if you would.
1: So it's true that women are best storytellers. We all know that. At least I know that and Hannah does know that. Uh, Straight from childbearing, upbringing and all that kind of stuff. We tell good stories, especially when we are helping children to grow up. We tell, tell good stories for communities. So for local female guides, we know when we trust women, we are safe with the travellers, with tourists. They will tell a good story, a story that is of impact, a story that does not just end there, a story that makes a difference. You trust local female guides, they deliver. They do not lie. They tell the truth at least. And so we believe strongly that when you empower a woman there's a means that you spark a ripple effect that really empowers and influences not only her life, but also the lives of her family and the community. So when money goes into the hands of the female guides, it multiplies. It goes and, and does make a difference in different societies, in different communities. If it's about uh, food, everyone in the family gets to, to share on the meal. If it's about uh, doing good for the community, we all work together. You know, when women come together, great things happen. We make so much of a huge impact. What do you think, Hannah?
2: Yes, it's very true. And just to add on, um, statistically, Uganda really does have a huge amount of women compared to men. So already in local communities, women are more than men. So already that's also is a factor. And around these communities, around these uh, uh, national parks, close to these places, most people that are around are local women that are taking care of families. And so it's important for us to make sure that these women are uh, really supported like Rosette was talking up was saying. Yeah. So it was also very important for us to factor that in and secondly uh, and most importantly in the tourism industry in that s- particular sector female guiding we have about right now actively in the field we only have three or four five, I think three or four active female drivers drivers Therefore, driver guides. So, compared to about 200 male guides who are, and uh, most people don't understand this, but safari guiding is a relatively good job in Uganda because. It, gives, it, is, it provides a, a substantial amount of income. And remember that unemployment rate in Uganda is also still very high. And so these local women who stay near the national parks, these local women who know the stories, who know the legends, the real stories of how these places were formed, and have been told different stories, are missing out because they're not part of tourism. And we all know how nurturing women are. If women are involved in conservation, if they are involved in tourism, they're able to Take care of these properties more. So it was very important for us to factor in all those things and make sure that local, like the local women and uh, local communities, because we discovered, we did research and discovered that when local communities are more involved in tourism, that's when conservation takes place because they have seen the the benefits of tourism. But when they cannot see the benefits of tourism, it is hard to preach conservation to people who have not seen a dollar. From tourism, so it was important for us to do that as well. I'm so happy. I knew I would be so
0: happy, but I'm so happy. Thank you for weaving all those things together. I, I you articulated it so well, and I think um, it it's a lot of times the pieces that people don't see when they travel, so they don't even know that this is rolling out behind the scenes. And um, again, in Uganda, this is where I I really saw this. I saw a a community project where um, it was kind of aimed at um, working with local men and it kind of plateaued, the impact plateaued. It was a great impact, but it plateaued. And the women saw what was happening and they asked how they could get involved. And when they did, the money didn't just kind of stop there. It became invested in a local school and a craft, an artisan village. And and it kept going more and more and more because it was serving not just the male guides that were working, but the women were then Um, spreading that to their children and to the community and then their children are also seeing this impact and wanting to be a part of that for themselves. So I I think that's so important and I loved what you said about conservation because of the nature of women um, to really be nurturers and to see. I mean you need the tourism for the financial gain but if you don't conserve what you have as a natural resource, you have nothing to offer to the tourists. So it is really important. And I, I think, um, so valuable to understand the tie between the two i think sometimes people think they're completely different areas and they're so interlinked just with conservation of animals and plants and environment that it's all really important and interconnected and again i think it's where tourism becomes this bigger lens of interconnectedness once you see all those pieces fitting together it really clicks and becomes something so much greater. Um, So thank you again for just how you how you work that together. Um, I am also curious, I know that you are really committed to responsible tourism and speaking out for the environment. And um, can you talk a little bit more about why you're inspired to do that and
1: how you're doing that as well? In Uganda, there's about 294 uh, community groups in tourism sites, and of which 63% of them are women that we think can benefit from our projects. And so our goal is to create an online platform. We are working towards creating an online platform that will connect locals to tourists directly with about uh, 1,000 local hosts and guides. This is talking about uh, homestays and uh, local travel experiences, to uh, tourists in about 143 locations across East Africa. And so we think this pretty much is going to help so much of women. We, we are not uh, limiting ourselves to women. Even men are welcome to our platform, but we are putting so much focus on women because there's no tourism without women. And when we talk about tourism without sustainability, it doesn't make sense to us we need to be sure that at least we can empower women who can continue making a difference and make this sustainable for the generations to come, not just ending with us. And uh, so this is what we are trying to to, to work on, and we hope that it will be uh, a success. Of course, with the support of uh, funding, if if we're able to get funding to to help us uh, realize our platform and with collaborations and partnerships with like-minded people, we hope that we can be able at least when our project comes to life, we can be able to plant like about forty-eight thousand trees. We can eliminate about twenty-eight thousand eight hundred plastic bottles in about uh, two to three years. Uh, so we can um, offset carbon emission. We can uh, set out at least try to, to to get to a certain percentage of zero plastic, if not completely zero, but at least eliminate plastic because uh, this is completely our responsibility because all of, at least a certain percentage of um, marine uh, fields is, is done by us humans, it comes from the land. So it is our responsibility, it all begins with us. It starts with me, it starts with Hannah, and it starts with you, Christine. If we all want to see a better tomorrow, we have to start living life sustainably. And um, I would advise that for, for travelers and consumers to be more sustainable, I think it's better to look out, especially when you're booking a, 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 a holiday or something. Look out for sustainable tour operators. but at least you know your money will not just end in, with international companies or big hotel chains but it' also at some point reach the local levels, the, the local worker, the local communities and they all get empowered yeah just
2: to add on um she talked about tree planting which we have already started doing which we do with local schools primary schools and the reason why is because we want to teach the aspect of tree planting from a very early age we want to uh, Impart the importance of uh, conservation from a very early age. So um, it is our goal. We are planning to also do partnerships where we can do storybooks that encourage conservation. This is which we are trying to do with one of our local female guides who is working on that. So it's it's um it's something that is already in progress. Then we also have um a training that is coming up with local female guides where we shall be doing. Virtual guiding, but as well, we shall also be talking about conservation and also recycling. What we can do now, how we can reuse, and how we can earn from uh, yeah. from from those resources. How we can minimise wastage and still earn from it. So um, we also have that going as well. And then we are also working already with. Uh, local female guides who we do um, who we do work with on a daily basis. Also, the free walking tours are functional only because of the COVID-19, and these actively reduce the carbon emission because we do work for free in the city and we are able to help different people. So, the free walking tours are taking place. We are already doing the tree planting, and of course, it is mandatory to do the refill your bottle. And we're just looking for partners right now for the refill stations. But refill your bottle is a concept that we are we are pushing already. So yeah, thank you. Rosette pretty much said most of it. Thank you. It 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 seems
0: like a, a um, such a, an impossible endeavor if you look at it on a on a broad scale. But I love that when you break it down to these pieces that you can start to manage. Um, it makes an, an immediate impact in those areas. But again, it ripples out. If you're teaching school children about planting trees um that that is not only impacting immediately with the planning of the trees but then the children are understanding why and they're sharing that and i know from my my own kids that um, they really grasp that once they um, hear the why of it and the importance with protecting the environment um, they really understand that that impacts them in the future and um, so i think that's really powerful And then the traveling with a refillable water bottle, that's also something that when I started my company was um, non-negotiable. We travel with water bottles, with filtered water bottles, so that we can filter our own water. Because it is a real concern when you're traveling that you won't have safe drinking water. Um, So I totally honor that fear and that concern, but also... Know how easy it is to take a product that can clean your water um, and then you're not impacting where you are traveling and being irresponsible guest of the place that is hosting you and i I think for some people too they they don't use a refillable water bottle in their daily life, and when they do it travel traveling and they have a week or ten days or two weeks where that's required of them, all of a sudden they realize it's possible. So then they take that behavior home with them. So again, it, it ripples out for the travelers, for the community. And um, I think that that you can take small actions that lead to bigger change. And I also love that you're not aiming small. I know that you both have hearts to really make giant impact. Um, I know that you're really inspired to um, to uh, to give other young um, people, especially in Africa, the power and the voice to be able to make change, and that you've been involved in organizations to to spearhead that and um why, why do you think that is important and um, what have you been involved in to create some of that that change for uh, greater social impact and environmental impact?
1: Yeah, we think it is uh, important because change begins now. If you want to see a change for the future, you have to step in and do the, make the difference right now. And so, uh, we, we really think that we've already been doing a great job because uh, earlier this year, well, the pandemic hit us really bad. That's something that everyone knows. It's very unfortunate, but the good news is, uh, earlier this year, we were already uh, our our work was already recognized. We we were listed as top uh, 100 women travel founders by Travel Massive 2020. Uh, We were also able to participate in a competition about uh, sustainable social entrepreneurship tourism competition 2020 where we got special recognition, congratulations to us, Hannah, and uh, we were also, we carried out a number of uh, competitions. We did uh, Be Changemaker Africa 2020 where we emerged as a top finalist and uh we recently had uh africa tourism leadership forum which happened in, in kigali i think a couple of, of days ago and already got an award for championing sustainability so this is already something good it's a good start for us and um, It motivates us even the more to work harder and when the young people look at us and the the work we are doing and how we are able to present ourselves and how we're able to to, to create such an influence, it motivates them at the same time to do greater things, to aim higher and know that they too can do better. And we're so happy actually to be here because these voices of women means a lot to us. When we speak out about certain things, you don't know who is there listening. Maybe a young girl, a young woman, someone who has had a problem with her marriage or someone who has lost a job, they think life ends now. No, it doesn't end like that. Sometimes we, we don't get what we want in life immediately, but with a certain level of patience and hard work, we get there. So I want to tell everyone that's listening to us that keep trying, keep working hard. It might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but it will eventually happen. And uh, this is something that we live by every day. We tell these girls and they're very happy uh, with our talks. It it doesn't have to be that I have to get money, or Hannah has to get money and give directly to this female guy. No, with a special skill, for example, When COVID came in, we had a lot of uh, job loss. The the girls were all struggling to, to, to survive and things were not right. Even for us, it was not a good time. So what we did, we said, no, we cannot just sit down and see these girls suffer. At the same time, also suffering. So we had to try to find a way to start doing uh, virtual tours, which we did not know about, but uh, thank my friends and Hannah, we're able to, to work out things, try to work YouTube channels, try to read about, you know, I think research is a very good thing. It works so much, it helps you educate yourself in a self so far sustainable way. So we learned about how to do um virtual tours, we did uh, started with culture, we did uh, uh, Gaddafi mosque where you can see the, the whole of Kampala. Like, I don't know, did you visit Gaddafi mosque when you were in Uganda? You did? Great. So it, it's a great uh, place that has a better view of the whole of Kampala and all the seven hills because Kampala was built on the seven hills. So we're able to tell that story, we went to Bulangi Mengo, the parliament of, of Uganda, we're able to to document, create that content with the women, the girl. So we're telling them that even without, you don't have to wait for a, a white person to bring you a camera, even with your phone. You start with your phone and you start recording small videos every now and then get content, tell your story. If you find something nice is happening, for example, if you have a, like a traditional traditional wedding happening at home just record it and document share with people you don't know who would be interested in learning about your culture something like that if it's about cooking food for example we all know how to make very nice and tasty yummy rollings just create a video out of it, show the world how it is done, tell us uh, the recipe and uh, how nice it is, enjoy it. And maybe someone who's interested in visiting Uganda tomorrow might want to try out that Rolex experience and uh, yeah, it's something for you. So with that, they were still able to earn, it has little money, but at least little is better than nothing.
0: So amazing. <laughs> I can't, I'm digesting all of what you just said, but... I I think it's so important, not just because of COVID, but um, as you said, there's constantly things that come at us in life, and learning to overcome those challenges is important. And I really think that you're inspiring so many people to be able to do that with your creativity and your passion and um, I think sometimes these, these, uh, challenges are really important in our growth and to be kind of knocked back a little bit helps you to really push forward more. So, I'm so excited to see what that will mean for both of you and for all of the work that you're involved in. And I'm also really glad that you mentioned the uh, social entrepreneurship and tourism competition. I wanted to honor that you received special recognition in that um, from Travel Massive and ITB Berlin and Berlin Travel Festival. I, I think that's so amazing. Um, to really be putting this kind of experience out into the world and um, really important for women to know that they can chase their dreams no matter where they are in the world. I think so many of us are told that we can't and that we need to adhere to whatever our social expectations are of women. And I really think at this time, women are kind of saying, I don't think so. I I want to honor my culture, but I want to be myself. And so I love that you are very strong mentors for that. Um, for anyone who is listening, I, I know that they're going to be really inspired by the work that you're doing and your passion and your dedication. So thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I I just have a couple more questions. I would love for you to share, and we've kind of talked about this a lot, but um, just specifically, where do you think travel has the most opportunity for a positive impact?
1: So travel has an opportunity for a positive impact, uh, especially when it has to do with women. When we bring women to the forefront, when we empower women, when we tell women, look, it is not just about men. Do not listen to the stereotype stories that you, can do, you cannot do it. We all can do it. And oftentimes, men try to intimidate us. Sometimes, like she mentioned about the few female guides that we have here, the, I mean, female driver guides. You, you drive on um, a mud road, you get stuck somewhere probably it has rained and uh, you you just be in a state of confusion and when someone passes by probably it's someone that you know in the industry it's a friend and then they say ah, she can't do it she can't manage and they, let's help you they want to show you that they can they want to intimidate they help you but in a way that shows you should leave this for us we we are the best at this job no don't listen to that negativity i want to say be positive motivate yourself from the inside it happens even with men there are men also get stuck on the road they cannot do much they also have to wait on friends to help them we can do it and for any woman out there when you find a fellow woman in has an issue needs help don't hesitate to help because today it's me tomorrow it's somebody else you cannot know who is going to take you to the next level unless you also are able to to, to help someone else so the side of female and local communities i think has to be given more uh, attention we have to 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 help out we have to to it's i think it starts with the communities We need to help them learn what it means to do with conservation, like Hannah said, sustainability practices. We have to show them how things have to be done, especially like for women, we keep telling them now. Um, Okay, we tell all of them, but this is particularly for women, at least with the beauty products. Try to stay away from plastic. Don't do, (laughs) I know it's crazy, but uh, it's something the world has to hear. Don't do plastic beauty uh, products. If you must, uh, try to learn the, the six r's that recycle, rethink, reuse, um, what else, Hannah you can add on more on that, but at least do something that are more practical and in a sustainable way why do you have to to buy more plastic when you can have something that you can use for more and more times i just wanted
2: to add i think there's a lot of potential uh, a lot of potential in adventure tourism in uganda and because there are still many sectors that have not been uh, discovered for example we've just learned at renzori uh if you know renzori which is the third which has the third highest peak in africa on and recently during the lockdown they discovered falls that they didn't know existed at renzori and that um, for me is like they're still discovering uh, there, were, there are a lot of hidden gems that are in in uganda that they're still learning especially in adventure tourism um i've seen the trends are more into solo traveling as opposed to group travels but i do not know if the trend will continue to be solo travelers but um i think in uganda we still have a lot of potential for cultural tourism as well as adventure tourism, because I feel like we have not really fully explored that sector. I feel like a lot has not been done in that sector. There are many, like I said, like those falls that have just been discovered and there are many areas, there are small areas that are being focused on for marketing, like the national parks, but they're still Different aspects, for example, bird watching doesn't need a lot of uh, attention, and yet we do have endemics here in Uganda. So um there are so many aspects of adventure and nature tourism in, in Uganda that are still having a lot of potential to grow. So it would need me to do more research to be specific which niche area, but I would say adventure tourism and also maybe like specific activities like bird watching and also culture tourism is still it's I think it's still an aspect that can grow in ugandan tourism i think it has potential to grow especially in uganda
0: yeah i i agree and i love um adventure uh tourism is kind of the space that i um uh, work in often as well because you are often traveling in a much more responsible way you're connecting with nature and so you really are um you're getting a better understanding of where you are and who you're connecting with. And so um, adventure travel, I think, lends itself really naturally to a more responsible travel style. And um, you're often wanting to kind of get off the beaten path and experience new things. So it also lessens um, over tourism of certain areas when you're kind of traveling in that way. And so I agree, I think um, adventure travel, nature travel um, really helps to increase the uh the good impacts and decrease some of the less positive impacts of travel so um, i think there is a lot of room to uh, to expand and and focus on those areas as well. So I actually was just about to invite um, you to both, if there's anything else you wanted to share as we close, and then also make sure that you mention um, any projects that you would like to bring attention to and how people can connect with you. Um, I know we will be traveling soon and I know I'm gonna be back in Uganda, but um, for anyone who wants to go there independent, Um, of a sojourn with me, um, how can they reach you and learn more about traveling with both of you?
2: First of all, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for this platform. Thank you for, for bringing us and for bringing awareness about Uganda and tourism about Uganda. So right now we are, we are currently on Facebook, on Instagram, as well as on Twitter. We are at adventures with locals and definitely you can access us there. Also our
1: website
2: mm-hmm.
1: com. we have uh, our free walking tours uh, site which is uh, www.freewalkingtourskampala.com for anyone that's visiting Uganda and uh, is maybe busy with a business meeting or something Just feel free, we have free open tools for two hours, three hours, four hours, half a day, full day. You feel free to join us. It is a tips-based, completely free, you pay uh, depending on your satisfaction and uh, how you feel you want to make, to create change within uh, the lives of the women that will guide you. It could be me, it could be Hannah, or it could be one of the other female guides. Uh, so, Christine, you look beautiful in that uh, necklace. I wanted to talk about it much earlier, but uh, the good thing you mentioned about it or, already. And uh, thank you for uh, flying our flag high. At least you have we have something to show about Uganda from where you are in Canada. Is it Canada, right? U.S. So sorry, in us yes and uh, thank you so much for creating a platform this is a very special platform for us as women women in tourism and i have seen other series of interviews you've done with other women those in tourism and those that are outside tourism it still makes a lot of difference it is still something special for us it, it's it, it's very meaningful it, it helps us to tell our stories For the world to get to know about us and how they can also get on board and do uh, something maybe same or different but it's a good platform so it's a very very big thank you from the bottom of our hearts we are very happy to have you visit Uganda very soon Uh, it's very easy by the way anyone watching for Uganda you just have to have uh, a COVID-19 test that is uh, negative for 72 hours prior to your travel Uh, you don't go through quarantine uh, unless you have to face quarantine from the other side when you go back home but for us it is this simple come visit come uh, explore with us over and above our local travel experiences we offer we have packages that have uh, for example gorilla tracking and then we combine it with Batwa trail where you get to experience the, the story of the Batwa people who used to formerly live in caves and forests for, for medicinal herbs, for food, for hunting and everything. So you get to experience that. You have to have an opportunity to stay in a local homestay if you like, or if you want to be in an eco-hotel, it's also possible. You we'll have an opportunity to come and visit and see uh, in Ishasha. I don't know if Christine, you went through shasha for the tree climbing lions. Come and taste Robusta coffee, the home of Robusta coffee is here. We have a special coffee test You can brew it yourself in uh, Sippy while you are overseeing uh, people up sailing at Sippy Falls. You enjoy and see how coffee is planted, how it is harvested, how it's dried, and then finally make a coffee cup for yourself. Um, enjoy our our Culture, eat our bananas, the matoke, the green matoka. We have the best pineapple in the world. It is the sweetest of all people. Don't forget that. So, Christine, thank you. We are thank you again, again. We are very happy and very proud to have been part of this interview. And um, I wish the same opportunity goes out to every other woman that's looking forward to it. Thank you so much. That means thank you. Thank you very much. God bless you.
0: Thank you so much, Um, my heart is really full and I'm so happy to have had you and to have this beautiful conversation and to share your story and I really look forward to connecting with you soon and seeing how we can continue to work together to amplify the voices of women in this space, so it's a real honor. Thank you both so much. Thank you for listening to Soul of Travel. I hope you enjoyed the journey. If this sounds like your community, welcome. I'm so happy to connect with you. You can find more about the ways you can be a part of the Soul of Travel and Lotus Sojourn community at www.lotussojourns.com. Here you can find out more about Soul of Travel and my guests. You can also find the Lotus Sojourns I Guide for Women, as well as my current book, Sojourn, offering an opportunity to explore your heart, mind, and the world through the pages of books specially selected to create a unique journey. You can find me on Facebook at Lotus Sojourns and join our community, the Lotus Sojourns Collective, or follow me on Instagram, either at Lotus Sojourns or Soul of Travel Podcast. Join the Lotus Sojourn's mailing list. I look forward to getting to know you and hopefully hear your story.